You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. I am your host, Mr. Blasco. And as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What up, Blasco? How's everything uh, in your world today, my man? All good, all good. I'm going to ramp it up because you said that I sounded tired, so I'm <laughs> going to put in a little extra effort. <laughs> I love it. Well, you got a great topic for us. I know that. Yeah. In the uh, last episode, we chatted about word of mouth marketing, which is one of my favorite topics. Um, so go back and listen to that one. It was a really great episode. Uh, this week, we talk about fighting back against that inner voice that keeps you from your own success. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Oh yeah. So, Mike, I found this uh, post on Hypebot by Jake Udell of Art of Manager. And uh, I haven't spent much time on uh, that website, but it's actually pretty cool. And there's, um, there's a wealth of uh, pretty tight information on there, so... Um, for your own, for your own benefit, just throwing that out there. Um, he wrote this article, and it's called "Top Three Fallacies Holding Back Your Music Industry Career." So uh, I thought this might be good because I would figure that at the beginning stages, this is an important part where you got to get over that hump of people or even yourself talking yourself out of how good you think you are, other people, you know, haters kind of bringing you down, you know, just get fighting through the inner voice and the, the outside criticisms um, in, in the world. I actually was uh, having a conversation with um, a drummer in one of the bands that I work with. And he was saying, man, he's like, you know, I look around on like YouTube now and I see the level of these guys, you know, playing. And I'm like, I might not even have started had I have been growing up now, like just seeing the level of insanity of talent of these dudes showcasing their stuff on YouTube, you know? So 
it's kind of interesting that something like that could really hold a guy back. And yet he's in a super, you know, pretty successful van, you know, doing some real business on tour right now, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think that's always, I mean, you know, I won't, I won't dissect that too much, but one of the things that I notice, and I think what I like about doing this podcast with you is we sort of view it, you know, we are capable of saying we're from a different time, right? And mm-hmm. things during that time worked a certain way. And if we're taking our, you know, so in this drummer's case, he's using an old lens to look at a new situation. Um, and I'm not faulting him for it, but, you know, I think if he was a modern guy, right, he would be yeah. using the new lens and he would surely get started uh, just just as he did. Um you know, because, yeah, sometimes I think if, if you're anything like me, you you get a little overwhelmed some days. You're like, man, can't we go back to where things were more simple? But then what I love and one of the reasons we do this podcast is we get to say, you know what? Things aren't as simple as they once were. And we can either adapt and grow and change uh, and educate ourselves. And that's part of what we're doing by giving back here. Um, or we could just, you know. I guess <laughs> disappear. So. Totally. So, uh, manager Jake Udell breaks down and debunks the top three fallacies that he hears the most frequently from the music industry's aspiring young leaders, second guessing themselves or undercutting their ability to succeed. Number one, I don't believe I can. Bullshit. There are no rules. The most Successful leaders in the world all found the third door, and you can too, but it requires a complete shift in paradigm from the italics above. It feeds off your dedication to finding the exponentials. You may have to risk it all. You will fail, but eventually, if you push hard enough time and time again, stay focused on your North Star and believe in yourself, you'll find your in. Yeah, so this is cool. Um, and I had to look up the third door, and thankfully, in the notes, you you included a link to, um, you know, his his post, which he's got something called Tool Tuesday, and this is the third door, and it says, "Life is like a nightclub. It has three doors. There is a front door where ninety nine percent of the people try to enter. There's the VID VIP door for the one percent, the privileged, the connected." But what they don't tell you in school is there is always a third door, whether it's the back alley door you pound on a hundred times or the window through the kitchen, it's always there. And, um, you know, I love it. it. You know, it requires a complete shift in paradigm from the italics above, um, which is, I don't believe I can. Uh, and you know, I think what's so interesting, I, this is so cool. And I'm imagining you and I take for granted the third door. Right. Yep. For part of the reason is now we're, you know, and I don't mean to sound this like we're VIP, but we're usually coming in the way the 1% come in. We're, you know, in your case, oftentimes you're in the band, you know, or we're managing the band, or if we're going to check out friends bands or other industry things, we're being put on a list and we're being, you know, rushed in and we're given a certain spot in the club. We're very fortunate to have that. But in getting to this point, both of us by being in underground bands, you and metal, me and punk hardcore, like essentially it, that was a third door in and of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think we forget, or at least I forget sometimes that not everyone has that same experience. 
you know, yeah. I sort of think like, oh, this guy's an aspiring manager. He probably had the same, you know, sort of experience that I did. He played in a band or worked with bands. And usually that is the case and they're they're aware of it. But many of you people that are out there listening to this and, you know, there's many of you in, in loyal listener land that may not know about this third door. So this is just, I mean, in and of itself, it's awesome that he brings this up, right? Yep. And says, you know, and and the I don't believe I can goes into something that, hell, dude, I don't know about you. I still suffer from this some days. They talk about it at the top levels, the elite levels. CEOs of massive companies suffer from something called imposter syndrome. They don't think they're good enough, wow. right? They're running the biggest operations in the world. And literally, they're looking in the mirror because all of us have self-doubt at times and say, how did I get here? I'm not worthy of this. I'm not better than this guy or that guy. The beautiful thing that he talks about is there are tools to get you to, you know, kind of change that thinking. And I think that's where successful people like yourself and and myself, if we can call ourselves that, which I think we can, it's because I've had those, those, you know, I have learned over the years, frankly, by putting up experiences that show that I can <laughs> and yeah. I got to go back and draw on. And if I end up with a you know brand new band, a developing band, sometimes it's like, man, I don't know if I can do this. And then all I have to do is look back at the 10 to 15, you know, that I've had success with and the other ones that, you know, though we didn't have success, we surely could have if other conditions were right. So, yeah, I will. I agree with you all hundred percent. I will add to the listeners that want a little extra credit. Um, there is an amazing book called The Third Door um, by a kid named Alex Banian. Uh, and the book just came out, I think maybe even like less than a year ago. It's pretty fresh, but it's a really quick, quick read. Um, and it's super interesting. And I'll give you the quick story to hook you in. So this guy, he was in college. Uh, he didn't, he had a dream that he wanted to interview successful people. Um, because he felt that there was a third door that successful people knocked on the front door, didn't, didn't, didn't get an answer. And so they went through a side window to get in and they're successful. And he wanted to interview people and he wanted to find that through line. Unfortunately, he was in college and he didn't have a way to fund it. So what did he do? Mike, what did he do? He hacked the prices right and went on. The price, he, he stayed up and didn't, didn't study one night for finals. He looked how to hack the prices right. He went on the prices right, actually hacked it, won some yacht, and then flipped the yacht and took the money and invested it to where he could, you know, fund his dream. And he spent the next like three years or so interviewing people like Bill Gates and Lady Gaga and to find this through line of the third door. It's an amazing book. Anyone that wants the extra credit should read it. It's really good. And it, and it kind of talks about what he's talking about here. That's awesome. And I think my favorite example of the third door that, you know, uh, is probably uh, some sort of not urban legend, but it's, you know, I think the way that I had heard it is somebody trying to get into a club, they dress up as a pizza guy, you know, they go buy one or two pizzas from a place and they walk in saying they've got a delivery for the band, you know. And then they're in the they're in the club. They've got nothing to do. You know, I don't know what they do with the pizzas. Maybe they sit there and eat it while the headliner's playing, or maybe they actually left it somewhere. But you know, it's cool things like that that are just 
you know, thinking outside of the box. Yep. Number two, I have to do it on my own. Bullshit. We're in the information age. Mentorship is everywhere from books and articles to conferences and your peers. Even individuals you view as superior to you will often answer a few of your questions. Even if they won't make time, there are likely several YouTube videos with them spilling their knowledge. Sometimes not knowing the answers can even be powerful. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is a great point. Um, I think, you know, more than just mentorship, it's really community as well. You know, I know in the last episode, I think it was the last episode you talked about URM, you know, the unstoppable recording machine mm-hmm. stuff, which is what our buddies, Al, Joey and Joel and, and Finn are all, all doing more on the recorded side of things, but there's a lot of synergy between what they do. And, you know, I think you, you know, actually you and I went to the last conference together, yeah. um, but they built a community. And so while there's mentorship there, you can go and watch videos of, you know, Kurt Ballou or, you know, um, any number of other producers, uh, you know, machine was there, you name it. It's not only that, it's then having the ability to say, hey, I watched this or heard this or learned this to appear because part of the challenge, I mean, the beautiful thing about mentorship or, you know, educating yourself is, yes, guys like Blasco and I are presumably more of experts. If we use the 10,000 hours theory, we are experts for sure. But when we give you something we're on the other side of most of the problems. That's why we're able to to give you our experience. You're in the trenches. You're in the foxhole. You're in whatever you know analogy you want to say. And there's nothing better than in that position to turn to the guy next to you, presumably in the exact same place, and say, "Hey, am am, am I reading this right? Am I listening to this right? Did he really say this? Uh, the way I heard it is this." And to me, the combination of those two is invaluable. Yeah, I mean. This is totally right. Like no one should feel like they're alone of like, what do I do? It's just like, man, how do I, how do I record music? How do I write a song? How do I get more followers? Seriously, the answers to all that, or at least tips to answering it are all at your fingertips. Um, you know, you, you're, you're, you're not alone. And then I will add, and I've said this before here, it's like, look, if you're able to, you know, be at a convention or just be in the same room as someone that is, you know, a game changer of some sort. Like we all love to talk about ourselves. So it's like, as long as you're not like grossly over promoting yourself, like ask questions, like we're, we're, we're totally cool. Like we, 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 uh, we, we like to talk about ourselves and about successes and about predictions for the future and all that. And so pick our brain, you know, we're, we're, we're here, um, at your disposal in the right environment. Um, but like I said, like, you know, if you're, if you're lucky enough to be in a room, like make a relationship, don't just like shove your CD in some dude's face, like, you know, make a connection, you know, see if you can get, uh, uh, an email address or, or even a DM and, and see if you can get a response to kind of build that relationship and, and help to educate yourself. So that's my tip. Yeah. Uh, number three, um, I'm not worthy. Bullshit. Even if you say so, it's not true. We all deserve success. Sometimes the only thing more scary than failure is success. And when it gets close, it's sabotaged by insecurity. 
Imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. It can be a very real thing. Having a chip on your shoulder can be a good thing. It pushes you to drive harder, but when it's from a deep-rooted fallacy, it can lead to anxiety, depression, and lack of self-belief. You are worthy. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, personal experience here, this has been something that, you know, I've dealt with over the years of my career. And, you know, thankfully there are tools out there um, and, and, you know, I think a huge part for me, and, and this may not apply to everyone, is some of the stuff that we've talked about previously, like community and connectedness. You know, it's fun to think back, you know, when you and I started this podcast, it's because you and me and a couple of other managers at the time set up a weekly call to talk about things going on in the industry, just sort of to, to have a community, to have some sort of feeling of connectedness. I was back East in DC, you know, you were out here in LA, of course, but you know, that then, you know, that made me feel more connected. I could, you know, and, and that's how we ended up forming this, but you know, so much of, of, you know, the, I'm not worthy thing. I, I get it. And I know a lot of people that, that suffer from it as well. You know, um, a lot of what people, you know, do and need to do is there are there's a lot of little tricks and things that you could do to remind yourself that that, in fact, you are worthy. In fact, almost everybody that really wants to to give this thing a shot, whether it's in the industry or on the band side, you're definitely worthy of your shot. I'm not going to say you're worthy of success because it's a subjective business and there's certain things that, you know, you're going to have to do, but you're absolutely worthy of a shot and simple things. Even the reminder of looking yourself in the mirror every day when you wake up and say, I'm worthy of, of, you know, my place here to give this thing a shot. It can be as simple as that. That starts to change that narrative that many of us tell ourselves, uh, you know, flipping it from I'm not worthy to, you know what? I am worthy. I will also add in addition to what he said and what you said that it also has a lot to do because this is this isn't uh, necessarily a solo adventure, right? Like if we're talking about bands, um, you know, there, there's band members and then there's team members. Um, you want to surround yourself with people that have an equal level of enthusiasm and belief in the project. Um, so many times I feel like really talented people aren't successful because they surround themselves with the wrong type of person that has the wrong type of energy. And, and like I said, because it is a team effort, it's really important that you pay close attention to the team members because honestly, man, if you, if you've got, if you've got a wrong team member, that could really be an anchor that, that weighs you down and prevents success. So yes, individually wake up every day, look in the mirror and go, I am worthy and I do deserve success, but also objectively take a look around at your surroundings and make sure that you've built, you know, a comfort zone of enthusiasm and support to help get you there because everyone has to want the same level of success. Otherwise it just will be debilitating. Hell yeah. Yes. And that concludes episode 112. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions you have for the podcast to me at 
askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, what you got cooking? Hey guys, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike O'Loop. And if you're interested in taking your career another step further, getting connected with the community, check out the tools and programs I've got to offer over at OuterLoopCoaching.com. Remember, just as our boy here, Mr. Jake Udell of Art of a Manager says, bullshit, change that narrative in your head, you, you know, you, 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 you. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to try to sum it up and put a nice bow on it, but you know what? I'm just going to say peace. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.